Next on BYU Sports Nation, hypothetical hype for conference realignment. If Gonzaga leaves for the Mountain West, what would you prefer BYU does? Which Cougar quarterback did ESPN mention as a player to watch this season and the BYU running back who Fred Warner wanted on the field last season? Plus, Jarrett Perns of BYU Baseball on a game day with Utah and the only time you will ever root for St. Mary's, probably. Oh, did I mention a national championship, too? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, March 20th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who has bravely overcome cholerophobia, Jerem Jordan. What is that? A fear of clowns. A fear of clowns. I have a sister-in-law. Shut up, Larry. (laughs) I have have a fear of not fearing clowns. What's what's that called? Uh, Non cholerophobia. I have (laughs) no idea. I have a sister-in-law who probably suffers from cholerophobia. A phobia of coals. Something like that, right? People named coal. Brisket. You've bravely overcome this, Jerem. You need. I want, to, I want you to write a book about this. I am not going to do that. And I want you to Next. send a copy to Stephen King. <laughs> He's written enough. No clowning ahead. Huge show. BYU-Utah game day for baseball. Heath Schroyer, the now former BYU basketball assistant head coach, on why McNeese State was a can't-miss job. And the biggest BYU game of the year not featuring a BYU team. You can say that again. <laughs> Go Gales. <laughs> Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Oh, yeah. Hypothetical hype train. The Mountain West Conference must be loving life right now. Nevada in the Sweet 16. A I thought it was Nevada. They hope is part of the conference soon. Gonzaga back in the Sweet 16. And currents, or current conference realignment speculation starts and ends with the Mountain West Conference right now. Because no one else is a little, little dusty out there doing stuff. Okay, then there's this: Doug Robinson, a local beat writer for the Deseret News in Salt Lake, releases an article yeah. titled "Time for BYU to Move On: Pining for BYU and the Mountain West to Reunite." I sent out a Twitter poll last night asking the following: If Gonzaga were to leave for the Mountain West, what would you prefer BYU do? Stay in the West Coast Conference, football independence. Hoops back to the Mountain West Conference, football still indie, or all sports back to the Mountain West Conference, including football. Jaron, from almost 1,000 votes, 56% say BYU basketball back to the Mountain West Conference and football stay independent, while only 17% say stay in the West Coast Conference. What is your response to the outcome of said Twitter poll? It's an interesting one because do you want BYU to have a better shot at the – NCAA tournament or not? In the Mountain West, there would be more bids. Okay, BYU had eight, or was it, what was it, six or five at-large bids in the Mountain West. Okay, so there was a good chance BYU was making the tourney when they were in the Mountain West. Uh, the Mountain West was better when BYU was in it, though. The they teams, typically would the get teams three teams in the NCAA tournament. It was a one-bid league this year, but San Diego State upset Nevada, so it became a two. Would it be a multi-bid league with Gonzaga and... 
Nevada and BYU and San Diego State and UNV, I would think it'd be a multi-bid league every year. Therefore, it's better than the West Coast Conference. I'm sort of pulling in both directions on this because if Gonzaga leaves, the West Coast Conference, it's not compelling week to week. I, you could argue that it's not compelling for 14 of the 18 games that BYU plays against the other seven. Yet BYU is still losing some of them, okay? If BYU was in, if Gonzaga goes to the Mountain West Conference and BYU were asked and wanted to join and went, I think that would be more exciting week to week because there are more programs that the BYU fan base respects in the Mountain West than in the West Coast Conference. Does respect earn you an easier path to the NCAA tournament? No, good play does. And the goal is to get to the NCAA tournament, right? Yeah, that's the point of the season. What is the clearest path for BYU to do that if Gonzaga leaves for the Mountain West Conference? Probably the West Coast Conference. But I just want to enjoy the journey. It's not about the end. The end doesn't result in national championships for BYU, except for one. We'll talk about that in a second. It results in enjoying the journey. Some nice wins, some streaks, some good plays, some upsets. I'm all for compelling matchups and familiar arenas and rivalries. But it all depends on where you as a fan place your stock. If it's getting to the NCAA tournament, then staying in the West Coast Conference as currently constituted, if Gonzaga were to leave, would be, in my opinion, the clearest path back to the NCAA tournament. Now that's assuming the BYU probably needs to win the tournament, right? Because getting an at-large in the Mountain no, West no. was pr- a proven commodity for BYU. No, you can now do- you don't have to be perfect at the end of the you season. You can take the Gonzaga tournament. model in the West Coast Conference. If the Zags leave, you can bolster up the preseason schedule. And if St. Mary's wins the tournament, but BYU still has a decent resume, then it becomes a two-bit league. Like, I don't think it's cut and dry. You have to win the tournament. It was hard enough with the RPI boost that Gonzaga gave you to get in that large. I think it becomes harder. How did Gonzaga survive all those years without BYU? They had their model in they place. They won the you league. Can, you can do that. They won the league. They didn't most always the win the league, though. Right, most but of they the time. Would, but they still get in. Yeah. They would get in when they didn't win the league as a protective cover. Right, but most of the time it was a conference tournament championship. To most, postseason success defines a team. If that's the case, the West Coast Conference is crushing it. They're 8-1 in the postseason, highlighted by Gonzaga's fourth consecutive Sweet 16. St. Mary's is into the NIT quarterfinals against Utah Wednesday. Uh, San Francisco just beat Utah Valley in the CBI. San Diego is 2-0 in the CIT. The only loss, the only road game. BYU at Stanford in the NIT. Spencer, the West Coast Conference postseason records 8-1. Big deal, little deal, no deal. Uh, it's a big deal for one reason and one reason alone. Utah playing at St. Mary's now in the <laughs> NIT. Go Gales. The Gales are part of those eight wins. They own two of them. Solid showing from the conference, yeah, but the story is the fact that BYU fans now have to choose between rooting for St. Mary's and rooting for Utah, and I'm guessing that most will root for the Gales. Go Gales. Alex Jensen going to join us on the program tomorrow, by the way. Typically the only good thing about St. Mary's, yeah, their play-by-play voice. We're going to cast our support from Studio B to he and the Gales against the Utes in the NIT. Little deal for me. Uh, I do want St. Mary's to win the NIT so their season can feel even more hollow. Wow. Because the only team that cares about the NIT is the one that wins it. That's the only team that cares. But you don't want Utah to win anything. I don't want Utah to win anything. But I want St. Mary's to win the NIT now. (laughs) There are so many fantastic levels to this. Playing in Moraga, 
at the home of a West Coast Conference team for the Utes out of the mighty Pac-12. Utah, get a taste of McKeon Pavilion. Can't wait for that. And good luck, man. Will Randy Bennett shake Larry Chris Koviak's hand? Will, <laughs> the blow-by. The will, Bennett blow-by after the, St. Mary's win. Will the universe collapse on itself in that moment? <laughs> Maybe Larry won't want to schedule St. Mary's ever. Oh, what if a fight breaks out? That would be unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Good luck, Gales. Hey, onto the football beat. Mark Schlebov, ESPN, releases an article yesterday featuring the top three group of five college football players to watch right now. Number three on that list, Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. And I quote from the article, Wilson, the runner-up for Mr. Football in Utah, enrolled early and is getting a chance to compete for the starting job this spring. Incumbent Tanner Mangum is still recovering from an Achilles injury, and Bo Hodge has been plagued by concussions in the past. End quote. Jerem, what do you think of ESPN identifying true freshman, 18-year-old Zach Wilson as a newcomer to watch? I'm a little surprised by this. Out of all the group of five and independent, Zach Wilson, number three. That's, that's nice. Wilson is a baller. BYU hopes he can be a big part of the future. Maybe even the present. We'll see how things shake out with uh, Tanner Mangum and Bo Hodge. I'm not sure how much Wilson is playing this season, but Wilson should be in AP English right now. But he's at BYU, soaking in the experience, uh, getting the knowledge, getting to know the playbook. He's showing that he wants to be here, that he wants to do things. He's got the bandana, the karate kid kind of look. He's got some swag. I think this is nice. Uh, we need to see you know, more as spring ball goes on, fall camp, see where Zach Wilson's at, but it's certainly nice to be recognized by ESPN. He's got Dragon Ball Z hair. <laughs> He's a Super Saiyan, okay? <laughs> like, yes, he, he just carries himself with the swag of a gamer. And He's what got, this yes, article tells yes. me is somebody's talking to Mark Schlebaugh at ESPN and saying, okay, you need to be paying attention to this kid. Who is that? And why are they saying that? Are we just starting to recognize why people are saying things to Mark Schlebaugh? Maybe so. Maybe so. But I, it's a good sign that he's on some type of list as a true freshman. And it goes along with what we're saying. Like, he just seems like a gamer. We'll see what he can do in an actual game. If I'm Joe Critchlow, I don't like this. Because to me, Joe Critchlow is, is battling it out with Zach Wilson for that number three to compete in fall camp for the oh, starting I love job. It. I love it because now it's like, hey, Joe, raise your game. Raise your game. It's interesting to see kind of that battle at number three because Joe Critchlow, walk-on, Zach Wilson, a guy that was offered a scholarship by the new staff, okay? How will that dynamic play out? Even if Zach Wilson is tremendous, it wouldn't be the worst thing for him to wait, to redshirt, to learn – and then be the guy, and then you battle it out between Bo Hodge and Zach Wilson and Joe Critchlow and Jaron Hall and whatever. Like, BYU's got some guys in the pipeline. But trust me, if you have too many talented guys, not all of them stay, okay? Because other guys, they want to play. And if you're, like, number four on that list, it's hard to stay. It's hard to stay. Boise State wanted Zach Wilson. He was committed A there. lot. Yeah. They were super disappointed. And they typically recruit pretty good quarterbacks. It's great to disappoint Boise State yes. for once. That's Agreed. Fan- that's fantastic. Agreed. Spencer, last season, Fred Warner approached Kalani Sataki and asked a practice squad running back, Zach Katoa. Remember the name. Could see time on the field for the Cougars. Katoa was originally going to Oregon State, where Sataki re- recruited him. 
now the American Fork native and return missionary, is make, making some noise in spring ball. Here's what Joe Critchlow has to say about Katoa. I, he's no secret to the team. We've, we've seen how hard he works in the weight room, on the practice field, and how much talent that he has. And it's really starting to come out this spring. This spring game will, will be a, a pretty, pretty nice Zach Katoa show. He's one of those guys that catches it super well out the backfield and, and can basically do anything at running back. Never question Elder Critchlow, Spencer. Is Zach Katoa your early front runner for spring Ball MVP. 100%, unequivocally, undoubtedly, without question, he is my early spring MVP favorite. Okay, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> the dude can ball, apparently. And it, the thing is, it, it'd be one thing if, like, a few guys were saying it. Every BYU player that I have talked to in the spring, I have asked about Zach Katoa, and they all say the same thing. Oh, dude, he can play. And when I hear about Fred Warner, BYU's defensive leader and linebacker, saying, uh, we need him to play, like that's a validating remark from the Cougars' NFL prospect and best defender last year. If that guy's saying, whoa, he's good and he's hard to defend, then yeah, I'm going to put some weight into that. I'll, I'll put some stock into the fact that Zach Katoa is a gamer and he's a player because of the number of people that are saying this about him and who those people are. I, I expect him to show out. I, I get the same impression that I got from Matt Bushman in the spring game last year, leading into the spring game, like, whoa, he's, he's going to be good. We'll play that entire Joe Critchlow interview coming up this week. Uh, is that, my one fear with this is that we heap all this expectation on a guy that we haven't even seen carry the rock in a single uh, you know, public. Well, what is the game. expectation? I just expect him to be capable catching the ball and you know bust a big play or two because BYU didn't have big plays last year on offense. Yeah, like who's the main running back for BYU? I don't know, but Zach Katoa has has emerged. He's in the mix. BYU baseball will try and snap a three game losing streak tonight, and do so by welcoming a two win Utah baseball team to Provo, Utah. Jaron, what does a non football win over the Utes do for you? It's always good, okay? It's always good to beat Utah. I don't care if it's women's lacrosse all the way up to men's hoops and obviously football. It's a famine around here with wins over Utah and football. So any win against Utah feels even better than it normally would, okay? The men's basketball win over Utah, that was good. That was good. Now Utah's in the NIT quarterfinals against St. Mary's. Go Gales. Men's basketball is nice. Baseball wins. They've had great success against Utah, by the way. BYU has recently. Hopefully it continues tonight. There's no men's volleyball team for Utah, so you don't have that one. I, it, it does something. It doesn't do as much as winning in football, but it does a lot. Yeah, I'll take any win over Utah in any sport. And I know what it means to Mike Littlewood and BYU baseball because they place great emphasis on beating all of the in-state teams because they want to be the team that can recruit the best in the state of Utah. Like, there is good baseball talent in this state. And BYU has proven that by getting guys that have since been taken in the early rounds of the Major League Baseball draft that have skipped going to BYU, but they have committed to BYU. Like, they want to be the destination school for guys, if they are not going pro out of high school, to come and play baseball. And when you dominate the in-state schools, yes. And no better team to dominate in-state than your arch nemesis, Utah. Absolutely. yeah, Yeah, that's great. Spencer, BYU has won its share of national championships, oh, as you know. The most notable, the 1984 uh, National Championship in football. 
That, what they that, did, they that can't even really happen today, let's be honest. Uh, for the second year in a row, though, and I didn't know it happened last year, and for the sixth time since 2003, BYU won the National Collegiate Landscaping Competition. Yes! Ahead of Cal Poly Pomona, Michigan State, Penn State, etc. Where does this championship rank on your, on your scale of BYU championships? Well, in the recency <laughs> bias, Jerem, it's number one because oh. it's the most recent. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, this is great. And they, uh, BYU, have you Escape been? this. Have you been around campus? It's beautiful. It it's really Di- is. I think it's self-nicknamed the Disneyland of college, college campuses. campuses. I always want to know. Like, I always want to know who gave the nickname. If it's the person, I'm like, what? This is great, right? I think it's the biggest one since uh, men's volleyball in 04. It's incredible. And we should note that as of 10-15, one minute ago, it's spring. The spring equinox has taken place in the Northern Hemisphere. So not only does BYU win a national landscaping championship, they do so, and we bring it up as the spring equinox happens in the Northern Hemisphere. Winter is not coming. It's gone. <laughs> yes. Back, back, back. Gone. Listen, from one guy that worked as a landscaper at the great theme park lagoon in Farmington, Utah. I can appreciate what goes into this. Is there an actual lagoon there? Or is it just a name? I don't know. Oh, there there is a man-made lake there. Yeah. It's a man-made lagoon. (laughs) And there's a man in that lagoon. Our question of the day. All about landscaping. Where does the BYU National Landscaping Championship rank in BYU championship lore? Can't wait for these answers. At Shay Lawrence, so many questions. Who did we beat? Well, we just talked Penn about State, Michigan Cal State. Poly, Pomona. Yeah. Take that, yeah. Big Ten. Yeah, Big Ten schools. Okay. Was there a bracket? Well, How did BYU manage any quality road wins, and well, where do we put the banner? Midway through the year, BYU's RPI was really low, but then they played some quality competition. You know, okay, all right. And coming up, the Bad Cats host Utah tonight. Jarrett Perns will join us to preview the game. And the new head coach of McNeese State Basketball, Heath Schroyer, on why he felt like now was the time to take the job and leave BYU. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, BYU baseball hosts Utah at Miller Park in a Tuesday night non-conference rivalry renewal at 8 Eastern live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The Utes 2-16. BYU has a three-game losing streak. Both teams trying to get an in-state victory. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. It's simple. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, and whenever you tweet, use the hashtag BYUSN to engage with the program. Our question of the day, where does the BYU National Landscaping Championship rank in BYU championship lore? Yes, we are asking that question. At Twiggy or Stone, BYU beat the likes of Penn State, Texas A&M, Auburn, and Ohio State with the turf. So I think that now means that BYU is in control of all future turf-based outcomes. Greener pastures ahead. Is BYU a Power 5 landscaping school? Is that what we just learned? They've won six times since 2003. Can we get some of that financial investment into the athletic department (laughs) as well? It's already there. I'm just kidding. Joining us now for uh, some other important matters. On the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is... 
former assistant head coach at BYU and now the new head coach of McNeese State Basketball, Heath Schroyer. Heath, great to have you on the program. Thanks for taking some time with us today. Hey, guys. Good to see you. Good to be with you. Selfishly, uh, we're upset that you're leaving, um, but we're happy for you, too, because I know this is a new adventure. Why did you feel like now was the time for you to be the head coach at McNeese State? Well, you know, obviously there's, there's only so many, uh, you know, jobs there and, uh, you know, the the vision that uh, the athletic director and the president, you know, laid out for me, um, you know, was really intriguing. And I think that, you know, they're, they're finishing building a, uh, a $42 million facility on campus, um, you know, with the, with new offices, new arena and a practice facility and, you know, for and for obviously this region and um, in this league, it's um, you know, I, I, there's no one that really that has that. And I think it's a really good location. Um, I think there's uh, you're only two hours from Houston, and um, you know the the proximity to, to players in this area within the new facility and the new commitment from uh, the administration. I just felt it was uh, it was a chance for us to really do something special. McNeese State has had two winning seasons since 2003. So what kind of challenge is taking this job? Well, you know, it's, it's funny. I mean, I, I've always had it's, – it's kind of weird, but I've always had those kind of jobs. You know, when I was at Portland State, it was only Division One for, what, five or six years. And, you know, and when I went to UT Martin, they had three winning seasons in 23 years. And, you know, so, you know, but to me, I don't look at it that way. I, it's a chance to really put – you know, build a program and put your thumbprint on it. Um, I enjoy the process of building programs and understand the process of it. And uh, I'm just excited to get started. And, uh, you know, I'm obviously on the, on the road today and recruiting. And so you call me at a good time in the car. But um, so I'm just excited to, uh, you know, like I said, put my uh, thumbprint on it and see what, uh, what we can do and where we can go here in, uh, in the next few years. Coach, it must be nice to be a wanted and hot commodity in coaching, right? Well, I don't know about that, man. I'm very, very fortunate, and um, I've, uh, you know, I, I've, I've had a great, uh, a great career. You know, when you think about, I mean, I, I was a first generation college student, you know, and um, you know, to, ha- to have the opportunities that uh, that I've had, I'm, I'm just a very, very blessed human being. Twenty four and eleven went to the uh, NIT for BYU this past season. How did, how did, what, what are some of your, I guess, postseason thoughts about how the season went? I thought we had a phenomenal year. I mean, when you when you think about, um, you know, you losing, you know, Eric Mika to the draft and doesn't get drafted. Um, you lose Nick Emery, you know, a couple of days before, and you know th- that those two guys combined for sixty percent of your offense off of a twenty-two win team. And you know, with the injuries that we that we had and playing majority of the year with eight or nine scholarship players, I, I don't I don't know how much more. Um, you know, we could have done. We were we were basically uh, one half away from going to the NCAA tournament, and I think Coach Rose. Uh, it, it, I think it's maybe is, which is really hard to say because uh, he's had so many dang good years. But I think he did as, as good of a job as he's done all year. You know, coaching that team to 24 wins, and um, there's not a senior on the team. Um, you know, it's the second year in a row that uh, they haven't had a. You know, they've had senior night with no seniors, so. You know, to think about that and to win 24 games and uh, get to the championship game of the of the WCC tournament. I mean, you know, guys, honestly, it's. Uh, I just wish people knew how hard it was to be as consistently good as Coach Rose has been and that staff has been. 
Um, he doesn't get near enough credit. I mean, he does nationally, but I, I'm going to be on my soapbox here for a minute. But locally, he doesn't get near as much credit as he, he deserves. I mean, to, to consistently do what he's done over a 13-year period, I mean, there's only a handful of guys in the country that's been able to do that. Yeah. Is he a victim of his own success to a degree, Heath, where BYU has gone to the NCAA tournament and now they haven't in the last three years and there feels like there's some angst in that regard because if you don't make the tourney, there's some semblance of, like, disappointment? How do you feel about that? Oh, I think, I think, I think so. I think that, um, you know, the, again, you know, just, just put everything that, that he has accomplished and that program has accomplished over a 13-year period of time, and you put it on the board, and then you go and you research all the other universities and all the other colleges and, and basketball programs, and, and you put those up against BYU, and there aren't very many that can go up there. Um, sure, I mean, you know, everyone wants to go to the NCAA tournament, and everyone wants to do, you know, do those things, and, you know, it's, uh, I think, 100% that, you know, I think it's a victim of his own success, but I would also tell, tell people, be careful, like, you know, because what you have there is special. And, um, you know, I, it's really, really hard to do. And uh, I remember going to that program the first time when I was there, and they won one game the year before I got there. And, you know, Coach Rose and I, and obviously Coach Cleve leading the way, um, you know, built it. And what Coach Rose has done is, I mean, it's, it, it's remarkable, and, and just being there for a year and, and seeing him work and watching the staff and, and just being part of it, it uh, you know, obviously I took a lot from it, but uh, I, I'm just in awe of what, uh, of what he's been able to do in the last 13 years. I mean, it's amazing. Heath Schroyer with us, the new basketball coach for McNeese State on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Coach, what's the next step for BYU? And, and where do you place expectations now that you are just a, an observing party from, from a distance now? Sure. Well, I, I think obviously the next step is to, you know, to, to get to the NCAA tournament, to, you know, uh, win the WCC. I think they're, they're positioned to do that. I mean, but, you know, obviously you've got to be injury-free and the ball's got to bounce right sometimes and, you know, there's a lot of things that have to go into it that uh, sometimes as a coach, it's just not in, it's just out of your control. But I think that, um, you know, all those guys are locked in and, um, you know, they understand and really know, you know, how to win games. That's one thing I'm so impressed with with that team is their ability to just, you know, win different ways and grind out games to win. Um, but, you know, they again, we got to the conference championship and, um, you know, I think that, of you know their position to to make a deep run in the postseason next year and uh, and have a note you know and, and contend for a championship again and I mean again I, I mean I know everyone wants more and that's just the the nature of of of, of fans and the nature of, of athletics but um, sometimes I think it's important for everyone to take a step back and um, and just realize how you know how fortunate BYU is to uh, to have a coach that's been as consistently good as he has been because it's never been done before. Heath, it's great to talk to you. I think uh, we can all say with a surety in BYU Sports Nation that we are now McNeese State Cowboys fans. Awesome. And we hope you ride off into the sunset, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I appreciate it. You know, I, I said this when I left, but, um, you know, I bleed blue. I love BYU. Um, 
you know, it's, uh, it's a, it, it always was and always will be a very, very special place to me and, and be close to my heart. Um, and, uh, you know, I love the Cougar Nation. I love the Cougs. And, um, you know, obviously I'm, uh, I'm a huge fan, and uh, I'll always be cheering for them. Coach, great stuff. Thanks for the time. Go Cowboys. You got it. Thanks. He's Troyer on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He said some interesting things and uh, that we need to discuss for sure. Regarding Dave Rose and the program and expectations and the feeling. Because I, I have some thoughts, right? And they don't all line up with that. Um, so we got we to break that down. Hey, coming up, how much does transfer Jarrett Perns on the baseball team know about BYU versus Utah, the rivalry? And we go between the lines. Jerem, you've been waiting all week for this. The ping pong tournament gets going. Lauren Frankham has the goods. I think i got to wait a month to find out what's going on, though, right? You get some of the good stuff. (laughs) BYU Pro Day will be broadcast from noon to 2 Eastern. A two-hour edition for the first time ever. Complete and unprecedented coverage. Let's go! Live from the indoor practice facility coming up next Friday, March 30th. With uh, us, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, Brian Logan. First time ever showing Pro Day live on BYU TV. Excited about it. Welcome back, my sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, nationally simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. My spidey senses tell me it's time for headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football in practice number eight today. Of note, Bo Hodge did not practice yesterday due to an illness. We wish him a speedy recovery. Micah Simon was declared the alpha dog of the wide receivers group. You can watch the post-practice interviews right now on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. The Batcats take on Utah tonight, 8 Eastern, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Center fielder Jarrett Perns hitting 400 this year. That's pretty good. He'll join us coming up. BYU men's volleyball remains number two in the latest ABCA poll. Cougars have a bye this week. They're also number three in the all-important RPI for the season. Well, how many quad one wins do they have? It's the real question. And Michelle Murphy, Vasconcelos of the Chicago Red Stars, and Ashley Hatch of the Washington Sparrow, both make the final rosters for their NWSL teams. Taylor Isom, uh, not on the roster for the Utah Royals, still training with the team. And Nadia Gomes did not make the final roster for the Orlando Pride. We'll see what shakes out with Gomes. Yeah, injuries happen. Opportunities arise. Good luck to Taylor and Nadia as they continue their professional aspirations. All right, my friends, Jerem Jordan. I'm excited for this. I've waited an has entire been week. Waited in, yeah, he's been waiting to see some actual ping pong competition. I could have just watched it on our post server. I chose not to. That's good. I want to see it on TV. You want to react in the moment. <sighs> react in the moment. So, with that said, let's go between the lines for our version of March. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. Spencer, last week... We revealed the brackets, and now the anticipation is finally over. Jerem, it's time to watch our athletes compete in the round of eight. With us, the number one seed, Mary Lake. The number one? I didn't know that. 
What does it mean to you to be able to be the one seed in this tournament? You know, people will doubt me, but I will overcome those doubts. Peyton, I know how much you love to be the last of eight seeds. What are your emotions like right now? It's kind of a chance for me to grab the game by the paddle and just take it to Mary. Look at this first point, back and forth, back and forth. Oh! Let me remind the audience that they are going to 11. The pride of Mesa, Arizona would love nothing more than to row into the second round. Oh! Time out, time out. One time out per match. What are you doing? I thought that was a good move by Peyton Dasher to call the self-imposed timeout. No! Game point right here. Can he make a comeback? Oh, oh and Mary Lake! The end when of the table. Will Peyton shake her hand? He does. I blame Jerem. Yeah, we all do, usually. <laughs> Honestly, I thought I was going to lose that match, but... Spoken like I a true champion. Win. I cut my win to Jerem. We are with the two and the seven seed, the second seed being Storm Agata Tufuga. You once told me that ping pong was one of your greatest hobbies. How do you feel like that's going to play into the match today? Well, I haven't played ping pong since last semester, so last I don't know. I'm pretty rusty right now. All right, JJ, are you buying into that? I'm not going to believe it's awesome. 2-11. <laughs> Oh. Okay, oh. JJ starts off with the lead, 1-0. Oh, and it's quickly tied at 1-1. How's it the top? 1-9. Okay, great route. Woo. And let's see if you can make a comeback too. Oh! And that'll do it. That'll do it for us, folks. From your perspective, what happened in that match? Uh, I think he tried to get me with the rusty talk. He didn't look rusty today. I thought I had him a little bit 1-0. Came back, swept me 11-0, so. Now we are with Brendan Sander and McKenna Miller, the third seed and the sixth seed. We're gonna start over here with the lower seed, Brendan. What is your, gonna be your strategy against McKenna today? I know my game, and I think I'm just gonna stick to my game and see what she's got. How much of an advantage is it to have a ping pong table in your team room? Um, it's pretty good, but they have a ping pong table too, so I'd say not much of an advantage. McKenna Miller with the first serve here. Great quick serve. Must win by two. And this match Oh, the attack! That was stressful. <laughs> My hands are shaking a little bit. Brendan Sander moving on to Ooh. the next round. We are with Evan Troy and Sione Taki Taki, the fourth and the fifth seed. Let's address the fact that you brought your own ping pong paddle and everyone just laughed at you when they heard you brought your paddle. How does that make you feel? Doesn't matter. Haters are my motivators, so they'll laugh at me. I'll be laughing I won a championship. What were your thoughts when you saw Evan Troy show up with his own paddle? Uh, it made me kind of more nervous, but I, I believe in my game, so. The rules have been a little uh, mixed up on each match, but you know. Oh! Oh, oh the recovery by Evan Troy. Oh. Wow. Let's see what happens here. <laughs> okay. Oh, and Evan Troy hits the corner of the table. Spencer, let me point out that Evan has not smiled once during this match. Oh, and you there it is. on the board. Gotta get it off. Sure, why not? Oh. The recovery. And in. 10-4 <laughs> for Evan Troy. Oh, and he wins it. Great match, you guys. Are you a better ping pong player or basketball player? Some people might say one or the other, but, you know, I'll leave that up to you guys. Evan Troy moving on to the next round in our mayhem in March.
Next week on Between the Lines, the round of four, Mary Lake versus Evan Troy and Storm Fargata Tufuga versus Brendan Sander. Mayhem in March continues. There it was, Jerem. There it was. We're going to be tweeting out the entire versions of each match throughout the day. So follow us on Twitter at BOU underscore BTL and use the hashtag BOUBTL and go to our YouTube page. So to the fam. Pretty Mary, chalky Mary there. Pretty chalky. Yeah. There's only chalky. one lower-seated upset, Brendan Sander. I, I like Brendan in the next round, and I like okay. Evan Troy. Frankly, but shout just out just because the he fan, has his Mary own Lake. paddle, you have to. <laughs> if admit. you bring your own paddle, you're you're ready to go. You are right? ready to go. My yeah. husband has his own paddle. Shout out to Steve. Oh, I he's thought got it was weird paddle. at first. That's legit. That I fell in love with it. Anyway, you have to admit <laughs> that our seating was pretty spot on. We legitimately were just throwing Who's seated? Names. Just you two? You? No, you? me and Random, me and Maddie. Literally, in the moment, we're like, yeah, let's, uh, let's do this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they look good together. Go ahead. This is good though. I so just, Peyton I have Dasher to wait a blamed, whole week to see the semis now. Peyton Dasher blamed his loss on you, and but yeah, then Mary yeah. credited you. Well, I didn't shout out to Peyton, did I? <laughs> no, you didn't. Just the fam, Mary Lake. Just the fam, Mary Lake. But it gets it just keeps getting better and better each round. Brackets yeah. busted Guys, already. Awesome. Round of four next week. <laughs> Who's the UMBC of this tournament? That's the real question. <laughs> Good stuff. I don't know. They, they knocked out the lower seeds already, so Yeah. Who's who's Virginia? <laughs> There's no Virginia in there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There, yeah, there's there's nothing happening in this tournament yeah. like we we've seen in the NCAA tournament. Well, watch out for Mary Lake. That's all I'm saying, man. That girl oh, knows how to play called, some defense. That's called a tease. She, 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 she knows how to play the problem. Like she gets to every ping pong ball. Yeah, it's crazy. Her lateral quickness applies to ping pong. Yes, on the carpet. It that's really what you does. Me. In the it Wilkinson really Center. does. And and each person Damn. that lost was legitimately upset. Like they weren't oh, like, oh, this these is are fun. all competitors. They right? were really angry. These are all competitors. Wow. All right, guys. Coming up, thank you, Lauren. Thanks, Lauren. Cougars and Utes tonight on the Diamond. Ah, yes. Jarrett Perns will join us to preview the game. BYU trying to snap a three-game losing skid. Why not have the pride of Henderson, Nevada, in studio to uh, get some karma? Between the Lines is brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan. Think Nissan. Think Tim Daly Southtown. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, BYU Baseball looks to snap a three-game losing streak with a non-conference tilt against that team up north, the Utah Utes at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Jerem Jordan on the call with Gary Scheide tonight for the Rivalry Baseball Showdown. I am Spencer Linton. We are live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Our daily we broadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. It is a prompt start. Our question of the day, national championship for BYU and landscaping. Where does the BYU National Landscaping <laughs> Championship March 20th or what? rank in BYU championship lore? It's the <laughs> first day. It's the spring equinox, man. It couldn't have lined up any better. This is one of the more intriguing Twitter questions we've ever asked. Landscaping, Landscaping national championship to celebrate Woo! spring. The day BYU is playing Utah on something. We're talking about <laughs> landscaping. Well, they don't have they don't have grass at the baseball field anymore. Well, you got to escape the turf somehow. <laughs> Ball into the turf at Roland Hall. Yes, it's not dirt. <laughs> it's not dirt. It looks like dirt, but it's turf. So we're calling it the turf. We'll bring that up. Ball in the turf. Yeah. At Roland Hall tweets in, I don't know where it ranks, but it makes me believe that we can give the Aggie lawnmower racers a run for their money. Wait, what is there a thing? Aggie lawnmower racers? That's a thing? Apparently. 
with the, tweet with the back into that as, as well. Tweet back. Joining us now, a man who runs very, very quickly on that turf at Miller Park, Jarrett Perns, BYU center fielder, and the pride of Henderson, Nevada. Yeah. Jared, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How, hey. many pe- how often do you get called Jared? All the time. I just go with it. <laughs> Jared, Jared, same thing. Jared Burns is what. That's another one, too. Burns, yep. Yeah. Burns. Burns. Yes. Now, I, when you do something well, and I heard Greg Rebell say this, they need to get the Mr. Burns sounder yes. after you. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that. Playing into the we'll name. Work, yes, Burns, we'll yeah. work on that. Uh, how did you end up in Pro Bowl after a successful stint at uh, the College of Southern Nevada? Uh, I, wanted, I wanted to go to school in Utah. Um, Utah Valley, BYU, both being recruited by them. Chose BYU. I had a better opportunity at BYU. I think it fit me better at BYU. Came here, loving it. What led to that decision? Um, I don't know. A lot of my friends are up here. I wanted to go to school here. Great education up here at BYU. I ultimately want to graduate from BYU and go to law school after this and get my degree from here. Why did you want to play for Mike Littlewood specifically? Oh, man, I've heard great things about him. He's been here, I think, sixth year. I've watched the past two years. After my freshman year at CSN, I started contacting uh, Utah, uh, BYU, actually, and I called Coach Herring, told him I wanted to come here, tried to get me in, got me in, and I'm loving it. So you reached out? Oh, yeah, I reached out first. You always got to reach out first. You, you got to reach out, yeah. Yeah. So this year you're uh, batting 400. Whoa. What's going well for you at the plate? No, I'm just trying to get my pitch. I'm staying relaxed up there, just getting my pitch, trying to drive it to right center. And if I pull the ball, I pull the ball like that home run. Somehow I hit a home run. I'm not a home run hitter. <laughs> I hit a home run, so I'll take it. How many home runs did you hit at Southern Nevada? I think five total. In two years? Two years, yeah. Two years? Yeah. That was wood bat, though. That was wood bat. Hey, yeah, I got to yeah, throw yes, that out there. Yes. That's wood bat. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so you're the real pride of the College of Southern Nevada. Forget the Bryce Harper played there. Okay? Yeah. You played there longer than he did, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's what counts. <laughs> Bryce Harper once said, I hate BYU. So, yeah. <laughs> He's a UNLV guy, right? Yeah. What, what kind of difference are you seeing in terms of the pitching from the junior college level to now the Division One level? It's mainly just the velocity, 90-plus. Down at uh, JUCO level, they're was a few guys who threw 90-plus out at Central Arizona, Yavapai, those type of schools that are in the top 10 every year. The Basically just velocity. The game is a little quicker. You just got to slow it down to your speed, and you'll succeed. What's quicker, your accounting homework or a fastball from a D1 pitcher? Oh, man, probably the fastball. Counting is brutal. The class <laughs> is hard. takes forever to do that class. How do you maintain being a, a baseball player? Because of all the student-athletes, I think it's hardest for baseball softball. You guys are on the road a ton, and you're an accounting major. How do you manage yeah. that? Well, we just missed a week and a half of school by going out to uh, ca- uh, California and Hawaii. That was hard. Still trying to catch Cal- up on my classes. Hard academically, yes. yeah. Yeah, not hard vacation time. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still trying to catch up on my classes. Like I got two exams this week. Got to go bang those out and try to do well on those. What's your impression of the BYU-Utah rivalry coming from Nevada? Well, I watched it on TV last year, BYU TV on the Tuesdays. Thanks, Jarrett. Of course. Um, It's a big rivalry, heightened uh, potential to win, stuff like that. Um, It's it's a great rivalry. What has Mike Littlewood said uh, to the team coming off of uh, a weekend that you guys 
expected to at least win the series, let alone not be swept, right? Yeah, we we just gotta stay positive, stay even keel. We we it's a weird feeling right now. We're we're a good team, and apparently this happened to them last year. Um, we'll figure it out. Just stay even keel and keep moving along, and we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, that's the thing. BYU does have the luxury of saying we went through a similar situation last year. It was it was kind of a frustrating start. Um, that said, you got things rolling in conference last year, speaking of the BYU baseball team. So after an 0-3 start, uh, what do you tell yourself mentally to uh, make yourself stay engaged in the race for a conference championship? Um, in my opinion, it can only go up from here. We're a good team. We keep hitting the ball. We had 17 hits that game we lost on Friday night. If, if we hit the ball and limit the mistakes out in the field, we'll, we'll be fine. It's baseball, too. You lose three in a row. Like, it yeah. happens, you know? Yeah. If you it's not like, like a, football. You have to wait a week to play again. Right. Or wait a week to see the semis <laughs> of between. I'm too anxious. I want to see it now. I want to see it now. Who's your road roommate? Uh, my road roommate is JV. He's actually the guy who helps Tuck behind the scenes. He does all the stats and the pitches and stuff like that. He's a, he's a great guy. He's from American Samoa. Oh, nice. Yes. So is he giving you the ins? Is he like, hey, you need to swing at this pitch, man? Is that why you're hitting 400? No, no that, that's all on me. No, he, he's a great guy. He, he's super smart, and he's one of my good buds now. Nine-game hit streak, albeit you haven't played some games. You've come in. How have you maintained a, a nine-game hit streak? Well, I honestly didn't even know that I had nine-game hit Oh, my bad. Streak. So got to go out there tonight and try to get another hit. Jared, but you don't have a nine-game hit streak. You do not you have not. one. That is a mistake <laughs> that doesn't exist. I, I just write. I go to Dr. Manning's class. I don't know if you guys know who he is. Oh, yes. Um, I write in my journal every day, try to just help my team get on base, help my team any way I can, and that's what I've wrote in my journal the whole time. So I'm going to keep writing that. And Love it. See if that keeps helping. I don't have a nine-game <laughs> Love it. You can write that today. Uh, we give BYU Sports Nation karma to each of our athlete guests that come into studio. So oh, take, Good luck. take some karma. Yeah. And we would also like you to sign our Stretch Y flag yeah. as a first-time guest. Is our first Southern Nevada guy signing this? Uh, yeah. Chauncey? Chauncey? Oh, ever? Tanner. I know Tanner. Chauncey. Oh, Chauncey. I mean that went to the College oh. of Southern Nevada. Oh, okay, Nevada. okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, Tanner's been in. Yeah. But, yeah. Sweet. But you're a College of Southern He's Nevada guy. Yeah. What's the mascot there? Uh, coyote. The Coyotes. Yep. It's our first uh, coyote, <laughs> coyote in studio. Yeah. Awesome. Go ahead Sweet. and sign it. You can sign it wherever. Jared Perns, sign ladies it and gentlemen. Where we remember it's you. Half of those, I'm like, I don't know who this is. <laughs> like, he's fast on grass. You should see him on turf. Starting center fielder, hitting 400. Nine-game hit string. He's doing all right. Yeah. I'd say that's he's pretty good, right? I, I just want to be like that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, news from former Cougars in the NWSL. Ah, yes. Remember how Michelle Murphy Vasconcelos had a baby a year ago? And now she's playing professional soccer. She's going to have a bunch of goals this year, man. Incredible. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, Heath Schroyer, Jarrett Perns, and Lauren McLean. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, you know him as at AP Jofo. In real life, he's Joe Critchlow. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Cougars continue spring ball. A report from yesterday, Bo Hodge did not practice yesterday due to illness. Baseball. The Batcats host Utah tonight. Watch it live. 8 Eastern on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. Volleyball. The men's team remains number two in the latest AVCA pool. The Cougs have a bye this week. They're number three in the new RPI. Soccer. 
Michelle Murphy-Vasconcelos of the Chicago Red Stars and Ashley Hatch of the Washington Spirit both make their individual final rosters for NWSL teams. Taylor Isom not on the final roster released by the Utah Royals. Nadia Gomes did not make the final roster for the Orlando Pride, but they still likely will have opportunities at some point in the future. Lacrosse. 7th-ranked Brigham beat Washington 14-5 yesterday. The Cougars are 8-1 and on the season. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves the Rise and Shout? That's the Jarrett Perns. Newcomer, JC guy. Hitting 400. Nine-game hit streak. It also goes out to the fan, Mary Lake, for repping in the quarters. Giving me the credit, which I don't deserve. <laughs> And then someone else didn't give me the <laughs> blamed me. <laughs> Peyton. Our question of the day, where does the BYU National Landscaping Championship rank in BYU championship lore? This is an all-timer question. Good grief. Okay. At G underscore Woe 78. Having worked four grounds yeah, yeah. while at BYU, yeah. I couldn't be prouder. Listen, there's great pride in the landscaping at Brigham. So much so that there's a national championship. It's great that they can compete. Like, I didn't know you could compete in that. It is I learned the Disneyland today. of college campuses. It's gorgeous. Now, is it the Anaheim one, the Orlando, the China, the Paris? Like, which we'll Disneyland? Anaheim. We'll go with Anaheim. Anaheim. At USU Coog 11 with our elite tweet of the day. <laughs> I would probably have to rank it right behind number one stone cold sober. Hashtag cookies and cream milk for days. <laughs> Another championship. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand on BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Paul Echohawk. Oh, nice one. The great baseball player from the early 90s. Was he brother, nephew, uncle? No, not a Of Larry, Larry? Echohawk? Larry? Has to be. Played football at Brigham? Has to be. Nice. Back at it tomorrow noon. So see you tonight for baseball.